All right, we're live. Coming to you guys on Friday afternoon. Hey, we've been doing these at um, 11. Hopefully noon didn't throw you guys off too much. But we are live. Hopefully you guys are having a good Friday. Florida State got good news yesterday. I think there's more good news on the way as well. I think we are going to have a fun couple of weeks. Do us a favor. If you're watching this later, if you're listening to this, hit that share button. Make sure you like and comment and do all those things. Um, enjoy hanging out with you guys, but want to make sure that we are trying to get this message out as far as we can. Um, hit the comments. Let's get on it. Let's, uh, let's get after it today. Um, thoughts on Florida State picking up a four-star top 300 type kid in TJ Abrams. Uh, 247 has him ranked at 297, so definitely a top 300 kid. Um, big news there. We'll talk in a little bit about a few other things. Um, what else we may see on the trail soon. Other guys that may commit to Florida State, there's some big fish out there. We'll talk a little bit about Junior Day this weekend, the third in a row. Three Junior Days in a row. Florida State brings back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back elite talent on campus. Miami fired their offensive coordinator. We'll talk about that. Jordan Travis made some comments this week in an interview with Pro Football Focus about the national championship. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots to discuss. And a lot to get to. Um, we'll do a quick shout out to our friends over at Gramco. Quick shout out to our friends over at Garnet and Gold. Of course, Guthrie's as well. We'll talk more about them as the show goes on. Also, YouTube started, um, you can always subscribe, but YouTube also started this membership thing um, that you guys can jump into. We've had a few people sign up for that. That's cool. Started it just last week. Um, but you can get cool little emojis next to your name. You can use fun gifts on the uh, on the channel, on the comments, the chat, and things. And then you also have priority uh, to get questions answered. You can get behind the scenes videos and things that not everybody has access to. So check out the memberships if you hadn't. All right, Florida State picks up T.J. Abrams. Uh, do me a favor. Let's make this interactive. I want. The, I always love when this show is about you guys. Um, so. Whatever you guys want to talk about, let's hit the comments. Let's hit the super chat if you're commenting. That's always fun. But let's hit the comments. Let's hit the chat. And let's talk through what's going on at Florida State today. Let's get this shared a couple of places. I'm going to share this now. Make sure that you guys um, share it as well. Let's say live now. All right, cool. All right, TJ Abrams, um, a kid that I really like. We put out a video yesterday as soon as he committed. We let our Patreons know this was going to happen yesterday morning at 9.30. We flexed a little bit on the timeline on Twitter and then in the Discord with the screenshots of the fact that we put that out in the morning. Got really good news that it was likely Florida State. I know there was some question or some wondering why he deleted all the FSU stuff off of his um, timeline and why the only thing on there was this Colorado offer had people asking about that we answered in the discord why that happened so if you haven't signed up for that that might be a good thing to check out it's patreon.com slash dfns um kind of a quiet one there wasn't a lot of I, mean, I think a lot of people thought he would end up at fsu there wasn't a lot of buzz around 
this before it happened, but we did try and let people know. We tried to put the word out of what was going to happen. Um, moves Florida State up to third in the 247 class rankings in 2024. It is very early, and I am very well aware of that. You know, this is not a, a something that's going to, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that Florida State certainly stays at three. That they don't fall back at all, but I do think this is a good sign for Florida State to have eight commits already. This is not like, oh, they've got one or two commits and they're in the top three. You're in the top three right now because you have a five-star committed, you've got a very highly ranked four-star committed, and you've got a lot of blue chips in this class already that I think help your case out a, a ton. And I think Florida State's going to see more success from 2024 recruiting than they've seen in a long time. Um, they are going to finish with a top 10 class. They likely bring in at least two five stars this year. Uh, and I think that that's going to be massive for Mike Norvell. I think he was able to use the portal to help supplement some of what needed to be done. But I think that what they're doing on the recruiting trail is only going to improve. Um, we've got one down there, Harlan. Look at Jasper, my man. Touchdown, Florida State! Touchdown, FSU! Our platform that we use, thank you, Jasper, um, that looks a lot better on YouTube than it does here where they just describe what that is, but it looks cool on, uh, I wonder if I can show it here. Uh, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. That looks way cooler over on YouTube than it does when we put it up on the screen, <laughs> but shout out to Jasper. That does certainly look neat. Um, Got, got a question here from Nick. We'll talk about that in just a minute. I want to talk a little bit about Abrams. Dual sport athlete. We've talked about this before. You can't teach speed. Um, he's a track guy. And Florida State's obviously thrilled to have him on campus. I, he, I think he's going to be a very good slot receiver. I think his ranking will rise. He's a really, really good route runner. Fights very hard for the ball. Um, he's open a ton and doesn't have to fight for the ball much. A lot of his catches, I, we may have some B-roll. I don't know if you already ran that B-roll or if you want to throw it in now. Um, but a lot of his catches are, I mean, he's just wide open because of how good of a route runner he is, how quick he is, how fast he is. He's got really, really good hands. Um, he visited LSU and Texas A&M over the summer. He released a top eight recently, and Florida State was obviously in that. But there's a kid that a lot of people really would have liked to have. You know, you'll take the four-star top 300 recruits any time that you can. And uh, I think he's somebody that will fill a need for FSU. I think Florida State's going to lose a lot of wide receivers this year. I think Johnny Wilson's going to go to the NFL. Uh, I think this is Pittman's final year. I think Winston Wright's goals are to have a really good year this year and go to the NFL. Um, you're going to lose several guys. And so... I think that you're going to need to load up at wide receiver and you're going to need uh, guys to be able to play for you in the next couple of years. And I think that Abrams is the kind of guy who with a little bit, with a good senior year, he'll rise and you very well could see him play his freshman year. Um, certainly on the back half of that year, he could come in and, and make an impact. He's very athletic. Um, 
you know, a, a really good player that adds to this class. I think that, you know, Florida State's thrilled to have him. I'm just kind of getting caught up watching some of these highlights too with you guys. But Florida State's happy to have him. He makes good moves. He fights. He hustles. Um, good athlete that, man, that, that broken tackle there is, is special. So anyway, really, really good stuff. Glad to have him in the class. And uh, I think it's just the start. I, you know, not to, not to try and overhype things or, um, just kind of, oh man, everything that happens is going to be gone. You're going to see the results of what the, the 10 win season did last year. And you're going to see the results of what all of the national hype right now, um, the excitement, the fact that Florida state's going to start the year in the top five or 10, the fact that, um, Jordan Travis is going to be a Heisman candidate all year. You're going to see what all that hype, all those wins, you're going to see what it does for recruiting now. There are other things in motion. Uh, Florida State being very, very competitive in the NIL game uh, is is something that's going to help a ton too. And so just stay tuned. I, I promise you guys will will we had a lot of questions on, you know, why isn't recruiting doing this uh, after 10 wins or why isn't that happening or, you know, what, what's going on here, there, or wherever. I think we're going to find out what, what all happens uh, this year. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really special. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see, I just look at the guys that are coming to campus, right? Look at what the last few weeks have been. I know there's excitement around Lester. I think Florida State ends up getting another five-star um, to add to Cam Davis. Um, I think that, you know, Florida State is going to continue to improve like they have on the field now in, in the recruiting rankings as well. Got some DBs coming in this weekend. Got some uh, really good wide receiver. There's a focus on wide receiver. Uh, like I said, I think that this could be a really big wide receiver class for Florida State. And you've got several blue chips on campus this weekend that are visiting that are highly ranked, highly sought after um, guys out wide. A lot of offensive linemen in as well. Um, I think the offensive line, especially if you get Big Meach back, is going to be really, really special for the Knowles this year. But you could lose a lot of guys too. You, you could, you know, Scott will move on. Big Meach will be done after this year if he does get the waiver approved. And you're going to have to refill some of those positions. So there's a big focus. Obviously, you always want to bring in good offensive line numbers. Florida State only brought in two this year from the recruiting rankings. So I do think you, you may see a lot taken there. This weekend has a chance to be pretty elite. Um, junior day for the third weekend in a row. A lot of what Norvell has done on the road, visiting different people. I think that you're going to – yesterday was just the start. Abrams committed. I think you you may see – like if I had to put the over-under, I think in February, four days away from that now, right, five days away, I think your over-under on commitments in February is probably like two and a half. I think Florida State picks up two to three guys in February based on kind of what's being told here. You guys can screen record that. You can write that down. If I end up being wrong on it, you can certainly old takes expose it. But I think you're going to see two or three more people pop in February, which is not necessarily commitment season, right? That's not necessarily when a lot of commits happen. A lot of it happens in June, July, August, before a lot of high school seasons start. I think Norvell and them are getting very close on a couple other ones. Could be some massive ones um, in that time frame five-star, high four-star caliber guys. 
Um, let's go through a couple questions. Again, do me a favor and make sure you like this video. Hit that thumbs up button. Um, make sure you're sharing it if you can to your different social media or wherever you may have it. Um, but let's go through some questions. Let's answer some stuff for you guys. I certainly do appreciate y'all uh, being in here and hanging out today. Um, do we have a chance to judge our trader? So obviously Crystal Ball um, went in for him to Miami um, from, who was it, Will Fong? I, I, you got to like Miami's chances there. I mean, they are certainly, I mean, they might be the team to beat. But I do think that how this season plays out is going to have a massive impact on Trader. I think that if Miami goes 6-6 six and six again, I mean, I don't think they land him, right? If they go 7-5, and five, maybe. But if Florida State has the year that we think they're going to have, I really like the Knowles. I really like where they stand. They are going to stay on him um, for the long haul, like they are certainly going to be a factor in this recruitment. And so uh, I think you just got to kind of be patient with that. I think he's going to commit later in the year. So that's a very early crystal ball by Will Fong. And I think the Knowles are going to have a great shot at him. I might be crazy thinking that FSU could pick up three five stars in one cycle, but I think that they've got a good chance to do some special things. JoJo Trader is going to be a very highly sought after guy. I think I'd lean Miami right now, but we'll see how their season goes. I don't think they can pull in another top six, seven, you know, wherever they finished up in the two, four, seven rankings. I don't think they can do that again. I know that their NIL is nasty, but I don't think they can do that again with, you know, seventh overall. So yeah, their class kind of floundered there by losing McLean. Um, I don't think they can do that again with another under 500 record. So we'll see. Uh, let's go through some more uh, questions here. And uh, we need that speed. Glad we learned another early commit. Um, which one of the young wide receivers are you most excited about seeing on the field? I mean, it's definitely Hakeem, right? Like five-star talent doesn't grow on trees. I was talking with somebody yesterday. Oh, Bill King. I was on Bill King's show. And uh, yeah, the... Like, five stars just look different, right? Like you look at that Cam Davis kid we talked about a little bit last week uh, on, the, on the Sunday show. Five stars just look different, and they are absolutely special. I think, you know, it's got to be a high game, right? I'm, I'm excited for all the young guys, but that's certainly one that I think is going to be fun. Want to go to New York to see Travis win the Heisman? Yeah. I'm all about that. Okay, so my wife and her mom used to take New York trips like every year. They would go to New York. They would uh, go to New York City, hang out, see Rockefeller Plaza, see the Christmas tree, all that stuff. I want to go. If he's if he's in New York, even if he, I think even if he's like, because you know, you usually know who's going to win, right? Like Vegas will tell you what the odds are. You usually know who's about to win it. If he's there, I think I'm going. Even if he's not, even if you just kind of know he's going to finish third, like Florida State has kind of a disappointing season and only wins nine or ten games, doesn't do what we think we're going to do this year, but he still has a really good year and maybe he's going to finish third in the Heisman. I still think I'd go. I still think like you have a top two or three Heisman guy, like that's that's really special and it says a lot about where this program is. So yeah, I'm all about that. What do I think about Florida State in the preseason rankings? Um, I think that's I, mean, I think it's where they should be. You look at the end of the year this year, like, and, and people love to say, oh, they struggled with six and six Florida or six and six Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I mean, Florida's a rivalry game. 
that Florida State's defense just didn't really show up in. Florida State's defense wasn't great without Fabo in the in the Oklahoma game. Um, yeah, I I, th- I don't I also don't think Oklahoma was like as bad as a six and six team. I, you know, they lost a lot of one score close games. Um, I think Florida State would have beaten a lot of the teams in that top ten toward the end of the year. Like you look at how the final AP poll looked. Final AP poll. Let's talk about that. Who would Florida State have beaten in that last AP poll? Well, I don't think they beat Georgia, right? And TCU, I think, would have been a good game. I don't know that I am confident that TCU wins that game. I don't know that I'm confident that Florida State wins that game. I think that would be a really good game. I think Florida State-Michigan would have been a good game. Um, I think Florida State-Ohio State would have been a good game. I would have leaned toward Ohio State winning it. But I think it would have been a fun one. I, I think that – so maybe there's a second team. I think Florida State-Alabama would have been a really good game. Again, I'm not going to say that Florida State absolutely beats them or anything. They looked good at times. Um, certainly looked good in their bowl game against Kansas State. So I think that would be a fun one. Florida State would have beaten Tennessee, you know. Maybe not early in the year when Tennessee was really hot. But, I mean, they, they certainly would have put up a better fight than Clemson did there in the, in the bowl game. I think Florida State beats Penn State. Um, I think Florida State beats Washington. I think Florida State beats Tulane. I think Florida State beats Utah. Um, I think Florida State beats USC. I think Florida State beats Clemson if they play again at the end of the year. Uh, I think Florida State beats Kansas State. I think they beat Oregon. I think they beat LSU if they play at the end of the year again. I think they beat Oregon State. I think they beat Notre Dame. I think they beat Troy. I think they beat Mississippi State. Like, you know, you just look at, so like, what did we name? Like, you know, three or four teams that would beat FSU. Yeah, I think Florida State's going into next year, basically returning everybody. They should be top five. You know, like how many teams would you say right now that you think could beat FSU next year? Georgia, for sure. Ohio State, maybe. Michigan, maybe. Um, Alabama, maybe. Are there many more outside of that? I like Florida State over TCU next year. I don't know. I, I think the preseason, you know, the preseason rankings are, that's where we should be. We should be around the top five. If they ranked a six or seventh, I mean, I wouldn't be upset by that because you just win week one against LSU and then you're in the top five. I think LSU is a good team. I think they'll be ranked similarly. If I had to guess right now, I'd say Florida State's around four and Ohio State's around seven. That would be my guess. That'd be my guess on January 27th. We'll see how spring goes. But I think that's kind of where it would fall. Um, getting close to triple digits in here. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button. Certainly always appreciate when you do. I think Sertain has impacted recruiting in South Florida just yet. I, 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 I think that he is a guy that has a lot of respect because people know the name. They know him. If they didn't watch him play, older guy. If they didn't watch him play, they certainly know who his son is. And they know what he's done down there in South Florida. Um, very well respected. The fact that he coached with the Dolphins as well, very elite resume. Uh, So yeah, I I think that his recruiting, his name, his status, who he is, helps FSU in specific recruitments, especially when they are targeting defensive backs. You've heard from recruits, you've heard from commits that have talked about him and the impact that they feel Florida State will have after he was hired. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's like a specific recruitment but I do think it is going to help. Like big picture, that is going to be something that's really big for FSU. And having him as their DB coach, as their secondary coach, is going to be big for the Knowles. And we'll see the 
um, fruits of that as we continue. Um, again, YouTube opened up a membership possibility. You guys can subscribe as members for less than a cup of coffee a day. You get a cool little emoji down next to your name. We'll do some private videos. We'll let you guys in on some insight, things early like the commitment that happened yesterday before it is public knowledge. If you want to support, if you want to help out in anything that we're doing over here, go and subscribe. I think you can sign up for like $3.99 or something. It, it's pretty cheap. Um, show your support. Help us out with what we've got going. How many sauces do you get with your gut box? Bro, honestly, I am a sauce whore. Like, I, that sounds terrible, but... I'm, I put way, it's not healthy. I mean, nobody goes to Guthrie's for health anyway, but I put way too much sauce on everything that I eat. We'll make spicy mayo when we freaking make salmon and I cover that thing in spicy mayo. You go to the hibachi places and you get that yum yum sauce. I don't even get this. I don't even get the containers. I just plate and then yum yum sauce all over the whole thing. Like Chick-fil-A, I know they're, they're not a sponsor. They probably should chat with us. Um, but Chick-fil-A, I get like four of the Chick-fil-A. So yeah, I mean, I get way too much gut sauce. Um, Dude, $9.99, let's play that again for Jasper. We can have two there. Harlan, do not let me do another one of these lives without putting Jameis's voice in there. Because we got to start giving the people some Jameis. I, I say every week I'm going to do that. We're going to get it done this week. Sorry, guys, that I've been a slacker. Uh, I think we'll have a good year, but do you think Benson will have as good, if not a better year, up this upcoming season? Considering the line on, considering the line is probably on the paper the best long line we've had in a long time. Yeah, so I expect, so my bold prediction, one of my bold predictions this year that I missed by 10 yards was that Benson was going to go for 1,000 yards. And I'm so pissed that he was not very good in the bowl game and had an off day because I wanted to flex that so hard. I still feel pretty good about the bowl prediction because, I mean, he went for 990 and caught over 10, you know, so like he still had a good year. He also had that electric kick return, and that wasn't his only elite kick return. He had some other really good ones too. But when you look at his year, it took him some time to get going. Like I thought that was going to be a horrible prediction because he didn't really do a lot early, right? Now he went for 100 against Duquesne, but that's just because, I mean, we had all three backs went for 100, right? Uh, Toa Philly. Ward and Benson. But then his next couple of games, he went for 15 against LSU, had pretty good days against Louisville and Boston College, going for 70 both times. But then he had 10 yards against Wake, 25 yards against NC State, uh, 69 yards against Clemson, and just, you know, through seven games, he didn't have but 100 yard game. And his average, he just didn't have very many yards, right? Through the first seven games of the year, it didn't look like he was going to end up getting anywhere close to that number that he got to. But down the stretch, going for 111, 128, 163, 80, and 111, certainly bumped him up and made him pretty special this year. I think he's going to go well over 1,000 because I think Florida State's going to play an extra game. I think they're going to go to Charlotte. He's going to be RB1 this year, so he's not going to have games like the Wake Forest game where he had four attempts. We obviously ran a lot more with Ward early in the year. He only had six attempts against LSU. He's going to get it going earlier. So yeah, I think he's going to have one of the more elite years that you have seen from a running back at Florida State. I want to, what was, um, what was, what were the stats for Cam Akers his best year? Didn't he go like, 
didn't he go like 1,400 yards or something? Like if you're, you know, what was Cam Akers? Cam Akers stats, FSU. This is a great question, and it's a super chat, so I don't mind kind of going a little bit longer and rambling on this, but I think it's fun to, to think about what Benson could potentially do this year. So, yeah, Cam Akers. So, Cam Akers uh, in 2019 went for 1,144 yards. I think that I think that Trey beats that. I think that Trey gets to 1,200-plus. I don't think he gets to the crazy Dalvin numbers. Um, Dalvin went for just stupid Yardage at, at Florida State, um, yeah, 1765 <laughs> last year. I don't think he does that. The year before, he also went to 1691. Um, I don't think Trey gets that high because I do think Toa Philly and Hill and other guys do get the rock quite a bit. Obviously, Jordan runs quite a bit too, but I think he goes up over 1,200. Like That'd be my bold prediction for next year is, is he, he goes over the 1,200 number. Um, which I think would be a really good one. And yeah, you're, you're spot on. The offensive line next year is going to be special. The offensive line is going to be the best we've had since 2013. That's all on paper. We'll see how it turns out. But if you get Big Meech back, the only thing you're losing is Gibbons. And I think Gibbons is a massive loss. Like he is a he was a great player for FSU, all ACC, but you've replaced him with some really good players. And you replaced him with a, a guy in Jeremiah Byers that a lot of people think is going to be elite at the next level, you replaced him with a guy named Casey Roddick, who I think we, you know, we put a video out earlier this week. We talked about him last Friday. The offensive line is going to be really, really good. You, you have Keandre Jones in there mixing it up, who I, I loved his newcomer interview yesterday. I thought that was really good. And we'll probably do a video on that. That'll drop tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, great take from, from Jasper here. I think he'll have a good year. Um, and Benson will, will be really, really special next year. There's also a lot of bad... Okay, so I'm buying into the hype, obviously, and I think we're going to have a really good team, but there's a lot of bad defenses on this roster, on this schedule too. Uh, got a really good question here from about the our secondary here that we'll get to in just a minute, but I think that this, the, the, the defenses we're going to play aren't going to be great. Look at the schedule. I think LSU will have a decent defense. I, I think that... You know, I don't necessarily think that Florida State just runs it up on them. But if you look at the rest of the schedule, which comes out on Monday, we put out a video kind of breaking down what we thought Florida State's schedule, you know, best worst case scenario could be. Southern Miss, he's going to run for as many yards as Mike Norvell wants him to run it for. Boston College, he's going to do the same thing. Miami's going to do the same thing. Syracuse is going to do the same thing. I think Wake Forest defense will not be anything special like it was last year. Virginia Tech, he's going to do the same thing. Duke, he's going to do the same thing. Florida, he's going to do the same thing. Now, Clemson's defense will be good. So I think that that's one that, you know, he may not have 150 yards in. Pitt's defense, I think, will be good. Um, so I, you know, though, but outside of those, I think you've got nine bad defenses you're going up against. I'm not saying, you know, I, I think he could go nuts. I think he could go for 1200 plus he could, if, if he goes off in those big games, that's see, that's what Dalvin could do. Dalvin would go up against that. That's where Benson can really take his game to the next level. And we, I feel like this could have been just the, the Trey Benson show today with how much we're giving him love. But, uh, Dalvin would go off against the good defenses and that's what separated him. And that's what made him truly elite. And that's where if Benson wants to be mentioned in the name, like with the names like Don and Dalvin and those guys, he's got to do it against Clemson. He's got to do it against LSU and he's got to do it on the road at Pitt. Dalvin did. Dalvin would go up against Clemson and go off, right? It didn't matter. It was a good team. He didn't just get it. And I don't, I'm not trying to say Benson only got his yards against bad team. That's not my point at all, but it's hard. It's hard to be a running back or, or play any position 
and absolutely dominate the best teams out there. Dalvin did. Dalvin went off again. Even when we were losing, Dalvin would go off against Clemson. Didn't matter. Florida had a good defense. Dalvin would go off. Miami would have a good de- Dalvin would go off. Didn't matter. And that's, that's what the truly special ones do. Benson does that, then he can go for 1,500 this year. I don't know that he will. I think Florida State will spread the rock a lot. you got a lot of playmakers out there. The only thing is, I think you'll see Jaheim Bell line up in the backfield and, and get the rock like that a little bit. But, man, that's a great question. And I appreciate, uh, Jasper, I appreciate you for the, uh, for the super chat. Um, again, really do appreciate the, the support. Appreciate those that even through this video have signed up to be a supporter. You can sign up and you can join the channel um, right under the video, there's a button that says join. You can join for $3.99 a month, $9.99. There are different levels. You get different badges and stuff. So thank you to the folks that even now are um, signing up and supporting. Uh, it, it really does mean a lot. Make sure you guys do that. If you're already subscribed to the channel, it's a great way to support. If you're not subscribed, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. Uh, quick shout out to our friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com, and then we'll answer question on the secondary but quick shout out to our friends over at gramco thegramco.com you can use tj25 to get 25 percent off of all of your delta 8 needs i don't think it's out just yet but they do have a super bowl box coming out a super bowl pack that you guys are going to love you're going to need to get it for your parties and everything that you've got going on around the super bowl make sure that you're supporting gramco they support our channel they support what we do on this show, TJ25 for 25% off the best Delta 8 products on the market. Make sure that you try those blue raspberry gummies. They are the GOAT. Uh, green apple's really, really good too. So check them out today. They got watermelon, blue raspberry, tropical fruit punch, green apple, thegramco.com. Must be 21 or older to order, but check them out for sure. Uh, good question. Do you think we'll have an elite secondary play on defense next year? I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know that it'll be elite. I think we need to. We need to pace ourselves there with the expectation. But I do think it'll be very good. Like I'll say that, right? Like, and maybe that's just playing like semantics of very good or elite. I think that there will take time. I think that you've got really good players back there, and you're going to continue to recruit really well in that secondary, and you're going to continue to upgrade the talent in that room. I think Cypress is an absolute stud. You lost a really good player in Jamie Robinson, but I, I like what you've got back there. I think Florida State should move Duke Cooper back to safety. I think that him and Shaheem Brown and Akeem Dent will do really, really well back there on that back end. They really like Conrad Hussey. I think he could make an impact toward the later part of this year. Azariah Thomas is somebody who I think will continue to grow and continue to shine and be a star for you. If not in the second half of this year, definitely next year in his third year, his money year. I think that you'll see that room continue to improve. We didn't even mention Jerry and Jones, who I think had a really good year last year, despite the fact that a lot of people were low on him. I think Renato Green was your best cornerback. And so, yeah, I think you've got a chance to be very, very good. Elite is tough. I will say this. Think about the great secondaries of all time. What did all great secondaries have was an elite defensive line. Like they had, like think about that Bucks secondary. Think about the Ravens secondary when they were elite. They had elite defensive lines. And that is something I think will help. I think that Florida State's defensive line is going to be elite. I think they're top five in the country. I think they're the best in the conference, finally overtaking Clemson for best defensive line in the ACC. And so I, I think that'll help. 
I think when you've got Fabo and Verse and Jackson and Fisk and McClendon and Peyton and uh, Tafasi and other guys we're not even mentioning here, I think all of those guys getting after it and being the best defensive line in the ACC and one of the best in the country, that makes things easier on the secondary. Getting after that quarterback, forcing throws out of rhythm, off time, I think we'll come away with more turnovers this year than we did last year. Uh, I think that that will help the secondary a ton. That's a great question. Uh, Pat Sertain, bring back DBU, love it. Uh, hot take, Pat Sertain gets KJ Bolden, the number one safety in this class. Woo, stealing from Georgia is uh, a, certainly a bold prediction. Um, but I don't think it's impossible. I think that, yeah, I think you pull KJ Bolden and you're going to pull in a top five class, just for the record, by the way. I, I think that... I think that Florida State should certainly stay on him and certainly take that as deep and as close to signing day as you want and as you can. But I think that that would be whew, stealing from Georgia would would be wild. Excited to see Fisk's impact on defense. Yeah, and there's a guy who you know you know you'll see rivals. Oh man, like uh, you know came from Western Michigan. Like come on, like I think that you you know you really don't watch film and you really don't understand how football works. And, you know, Jared Versford came from Albany. Like, can we, can we not like with where people cap? There's a reason he was rated as one of the top defensive linemen in the portal. There's a reason he was a top 10 transfer when he, we took him. I believe he was the best defensive tackle available. According to on three, was he not the top on three players? Um, based on what I remember, I think he was the top defensive lineman available. Braden Fisk, yeah. There's a reason for that. Huge kid, 6'5", 300. He's going to be a monster. And so, yeah, I love that pickup for FSU. In it for any five-star defensive tackles? I don't even know. It's so early in 2024. I don't know the, I don't know the board like that. Um, but what I would say is when you, look at, when you look at the player rankings for 2024, how many five-star defensive tackles are there, right? Like tw- you look at 2024 – well, there's only 32 five-stars, and uh, Edric Houston is one. I don't know that Florida State's really in there. He's the number eight overall player. Um, Williams Nawari is one. He's the number 17th overall player. Justin Scott is one. He's committed to Notre Dame right now. Um, Kamarian Franklin. Some of these guys are defensive ends, um, not tackles. There's like four or five of them. I don't know that Florida State's super close on any of them. Just to be honest with you, I think, you know, when you look at your five-star rankings, there's only going to be three or four because there's different five-stars at every position. I know that Florida State's extremely close on any of those guys that we just mentioned um, or recruiting any of them super hard right now. Um, Will Hakeem make an impact as a freshman? Yes, I think he will. Um, I don't know that it'll – you know, if you remember Dalvin as a freshman, he didn't really break out until, what, game five or six against Louisville. So I think it'll take some time. Like, I don't expect Hakeem to go out and catch three touchdowns against LSU. I think it takes time for those guys to get going. But, yes, I, he will make an impact as a freshman. I think he'll be – so I think Johnny Wilson will be your one. I think two could be Winston Wright, could be Micah Pittman. Micah kind of gets asked to do different things, so I don't know if he'll be number two. But two could be Winston Wright. And I think three could – you're like, your number three at the end of the year could be Hakeem. I think there's a great chance of that. Um, so yeah, I think he'll certainly make an impact. Um, trying to catch up on the comment, breakout season for Pat Payton, and then we'll get to another topic and, um, try and move it on, but keep the questions coming. Um, 
keep the uh, oh, got a, we got another sign up for the subscribers. So I wish there were like like an alert came up after you guys are subscribing. Make sure you hit the uh, hit the comments so that I can give you guys some love. But um, when you hit the uh, when you hit the subscribe button or you you know you subscribe to the uh, to the community, whether you're at the Garnet or Gold level, um, make sure that you're hitting the comments so that we can give you guys some love. Um, but appreciate those that are subscribing to that. It certainly helps a lot. And the Super Chats. Jasper's been killing the Super Chats today. So, my man. Breakout season for Pat Payton. I mean, last year he won ACC Rookie of the Year, right? So, I think that, you know, you'd expect him to continue to trend up. And the fact that he's playing... We didn't even mention Edmund. Yeah, Gilbert Edmund um, on that defensive line, too. The fact that he's able to be kind of the change of pace guy from Edmund and from um, Verse and McClendon, some of those guys that are in there, huge. The depth on the defensive line is ridiculous. Like, it is absolutely disgusting and ridiculous. And, I mean, you know, if last year wasn't already a breakout season for Pat Payton, then, yeah, I think it's going to continue to go up. It's going to continue to get better. Um, really, really special what you're going to see on that defensive line. And, yeah, Pat Payton's going to be a, a, a name that – a lot of people, people that don't know that name are going to know next year. And I think in his third year, so here's so here's where I kind of see things, right? I see Jared Verse going off this year and being drafted in the top five or ten. And then I think the year after, I think Edmund comes back. Like, I think we have Gilbert Edmund for two years. I think that we will have the best duo, and we might already have this, but we will have the best duo of defensive ends in Pat Payton and Gilbert Edmund, and it's going to be sick. Like, in 2024, which I know the hype is around 2023, 2024, I think those two defensive ends, like I don't think we go big portal hunting for a defensive end again. Not that we can't, and not that they won't be knocking down the doors to get in here like they already are. But I think Edmund and Peyton in 2024 are going to both end up being like first-round picks. I think they're. I think that's how good both those guys can be. So I'm already drinking the the hype from that. Uh, appreciate that, Byron. Love your attention, detail, enthusiasm as a fan. I'm a lifelong Simmons fan, win or lose. I'll tell you what, me too, but it's a lot easier getting on here after wins, just to let you guys know. <laughs> I remember uh, all the hype, all the excitement around the start of the year, and then we lost a few games, and people were flipping out. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And uh, it was hard. You guys were not in a good, you guys were not in a good mood. You guys were not thrilled with how things were going which i understand i'm not upset at you i'm just telling you it was hard to get on here but you guys you guys made it worth it um and the way that things have gone since then have been pretty phenomenal so shout out to you guys for uh you guys are you guys are the reason why we do it so i think love it returns to form pairs up with fisk for seven to ten sacks yeah i like it i like jacobs yeah i think ray i think you're right there i think that or Matthew, I think you're. I think he's going to be really, really good. All right, let's talk about this. I think we have some Jordan Travis B-roll. Never, never bad to uh, to watch Jordan Travis um, highlights while we're while we're talking. I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to turn my camera off so I can't see it because I will get distracted from from how good he was. But what did you guys think about the Jordan Travis comments? Uh, did you read that Pro Football Focus article? Um, him talking about being focused on winning a national championship and not winning a Heisman Trophy. Um, put out a video on this earlier this week. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday morning where we talked about it. But I loved it. I love the fact that he, people, 
you know, you, you've got rivals and you've got other people like Georgia fans and Ohio State fans. I mean, they've not won anything, and you know, obviously since we have, right? But I think that yeah, see, I'm getting distracted watching the highlights. All right, back to what I was saying. I think that uh, I think you want your quarterback thinking about this every single day. Like, don't you think Jameis was thinking about the national championship in January of 2013? Don't you think that was on his mind? Don't you think he watched Alabama beat the heck out of Notre Dame thinking, I'm going to think about this every single day, and I'm going to make this my goal. Highly successful people are obsessed with success. That's the one thing that all highly successful people have in common. So if you're really good at what you do, right, whether it's throwing a football or developing software or working in McDonald's, whatever, like the best burger flipper out there, they're obsessed with what they do. And Jordan Travis is, I think this team and this locker room and this staff, they are, they need to be obsessing about getting to the playoff and winning the championship. And if they fall short, if they go 11-1 and one and losing the ACC championship and, and just get a New Year's Six Bowl, that's fine. But they need to be obsessed about winning a national championship this year. And I love that his focus is on the championship, not on the Heisman. It's not about any kind of stat. And I think here's the reason why. I didn't say this in the video, but here's the takeaway. Here's the thought I had. You want to know why that's his focus? Like, I think Jameis was focused on the national championship, but I think he was also focused on the Heisman because everybody expected Jameis to win a Heisman, right? Like he mentioned, I watched his, um, his Heisman speech yesterday uh, and it, just to kind of remember back on it. And he was saying that, like when he was a little kid, his dad was telling him like, you're going to go out and win a Heisman trophy. And everyone expected that because he's a five-star recruit and a kid that everybody wanted and a kid that Alabama wanted. Jordan Travis just didn't have the same hype around him coming up three-star recruit transferred from Louisville early I, I think it's a little different for Jordan now he's gonna get the hype this year and it's well deserved but I think that Jordan Jordan knew what it was like to not be the star Jordan knew what it was like to not have all the expectations you remember when Jordan got here they didn't even let him throw the ball and look what he's developed into but Jordan didn't have it like Jameis had it. Jordan didn't have it where the expectations when Jameis stepped foot on campus was for him to win a, a national championship and a Heisman Trophy. That wasn't the expectation from Travis. That wasn't what people thought Travis was going to do. Now, I'm glad that it is what the expectations are now, but Jordan knows the come up. Jordan knows where this roster and this team and this program were two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. He's lived it. He's seen it. And I think that is where the humility comes from. That is where, yeah, the Heisman Trophy would be great. But I think he knows what it's really about. I think he knows what it means for the program. You win a Heisman Trophy, like Caleb Williams. I'm sure Caleb Williams is happy, right, that he won a Heisman Trophy. But how much happier do you think Caleb Williams would have been if they could have beaten Utah that last game and wind up in the playoff instead of Ohio State? And they probably get beat by Georgia as well. But how much... <laughs> The Heisman's great, but duh, nobody really remembers Heisman. People remember Heisman winners, but not if you don't win the championship. Think about Manziel that often. No, his team lost three games that year. Who cares? Yeah, they upset Alabama. Alabama won the national title this year. What would you rather have? 
The same thing with Caleb Williams. The team lost like three or four games this year. Who cares? He lost a lot of games. That losing sucks. Here's the biggest takeaway, again, from the, from the Heisman and National Championship talk. If they go to the playoff, Jordan's winning the Heisman. I'm just telling you that. I, I, I don't see a scenario where the team, you know, they go to the playoff. I think they've had to win 11 or 12 games. Probably 12. Right? You, you probably need to only lose one game in the regular season, and then you need to win the ACC championship. So if you were to lose to LSU and win out, I think you go to the playoff. If you were to lose to Clemson and get them in a rematch but win the rest of your games, I think you go to the playoff. I think there's a slight, slight chance that if you lose to LSU in a close game and you lose to Clemson in a very close game but then get payback later by winning that ACC championship – I think you could sneak in there. I think you probably finish fifth or sixth, but with a crazy year, I think you could sneak in with two losses. You'd really need LSU to be elite. Like you'd need LSU to like win out and win at least the SEC West. I don't know that they're going to beat Georgia, but make it back to Atlanta. Like, you know, LSU to be really, really good. And then you need Clemson to be really, really good too, right? So that your two losses are... But I think you probably need to win 12 games. They win 12 games. He's going to win the Heisman. I'm just telling you. They make the playoff, he's winning the Heisman. Um, Let's go through a couple of questions here. Appreciate you guys that have been commenting. Make sure you guys like the video. We're up at well over triple digits. So do me a favor and hit that like button really quickly. Um... Also, again, go check out our membership that we've got going on. Different perks, different cool stuff there. Uh, go sign up and be a supporter. We certainly do appreciate those that have supported already and those that are continuing to do so. Uh, let's go through a couple of questions. So fill up the comments with questions as much as you've got. I'll give a shout out to our friends over at Garnet Gold. You can go to garnetgold.com. Use code NOSLAW. That's N-O-S-L-A-W. I'm going to be in Tallahassee tomorrow. Certainly going to slide by Garnet and Gold at some point and see the good folks over there. If you're ordering FSU gear, whether it's cool hats like this, whatever you're looking for, this is an FSU hat. Whether it's hats, shirts, hoodies, you want NIL merchandise, apparel, you want to support our athletes, want to give back to our university, you should be doing it at Garnet and Gold. Garnetandgold.com. If you're there in Tallahassee, you can order online and pick up in store so you save on shipping. If you order from not in store and you use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, on your FSU gear, you can get 15% off and you get free shipping over $75. You buy like two Nike shirts and you're there. So $75, bucks, and that's a lot of money, but it's really not that much if you're buying licensed apparel. Stuff's not cheap. But you do save a little bit with no slaw, N-O-S-L-A-W, at checkout. Uh, appreciate them for their support. Make sure you guys are only shopping at Garnet and Gold. Love how everyone is buying into the team mentality. Absolutely. Do you think that Jay Trav leaving next year opens the door for Norvell wanting to leave for better pay? Not necessarily. I don't think so. I, I think that Florida State is going. I think we've got an AD that is very focused on making this program and this university and Florida State Athletics ultra successful. And I don't think, I think there are a couple of schools out there that could, that could poach Norvell, right? I, I think it's possible. I don't think Florida State's letting that happen again. He's not the same kind of personality as Jimbo. I think he truly does believe in what we're doing here long-term. And I think, I think Michael Alford will do whatever it takes to keep him. I think that, you know, 
I think that Florida State did a good thing by letting Jimbo walk. And Jimbo used openings at LSU and he used his slime ball agent, which everybody's, you know, represented by Sexton. So, you know, it just kind of is what it is. But I think he used that to badger FSU into raise after raise after raise. And I just don't think Mike Norvell's the same kind of person. I think Mike Norvell, you saw him take a pay cut um, of his own money when COVID happened and stuff like that so they could keep people. I, I think he's a, I, mean, I just think he's a good human being, good person. You know, Saban retired and Alabama wanted Norvell. There might be some things that are just t- too tough to, but I, they're, what are they, they're like three or four programs I think that like could poach. I, you know, there aren't that many programs that I would worry about Norvell leaving for. There's a few, I guess. Like, I think, say, I think, I think Alabama could be one. I think, um, Ohio State's the kind of program that could big game poach like that. Uh, I think maybe Michigan, maybe I don't think this happens, but maybe A and M with their money, right? But I don't think that's a better situation. I think look, look at what he's built, man. Look, look how hard like coaches coaches get way. I think at times coaches get too much blame, and they also get too much credit at times. Norvell deserves a crap ton of credit for for what he's done here. But I think that sometimes coaches get fired too quick or blamed too quick. Like Mullen. Like Mullen should have never got fired. They, they hired Napier, who's a, who we thought was going to be a better recruiter. He's a worse game day coach. He's a worse CEO. He's not as good of a recruiter as Mullen was, clearly. Look at their class falling apart. Um, I, I think that coaches get fired too quick too often. But all that said, like look at what all Norvell did to get Florida State back. And then you're going to go take the chance of Maybe you could do that somewhere else. Maybe you could turn a program around or maybe you could reestablish a culture like you. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't worry about that a ton. We'll see, but I think we're fine with that. Um, hopefully we can keep Jordan healthy. Okay, so my bowl prediction that I did hit on this year, we missed the Benson one that we talked about earlier, and we'll go for like five more minutes. So make sure you get your questions in, your super chats, your comments, all those things. Again, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel. Um, and sign up for a, a membership on the channel too, if you would like. You guys uh, that super chat every week, I appreciate the super chats, but if you just subscribe, I'll always read your questions if you're a subscriber. So you can save money that way. Um, the the bull prediction I did hit on this year was that Jordan would start all 12 games. And honestly, him only really getting banged up in that Louisville game, shout out to Tate again for saving the season there. But... Um, him only getting banged up. I mean, that, that was really good. A lot of quarterbacks get banged up for a half or a quarter or what, you know, miss a game here or there. AR got banged up from at times. They had to put in their backup in, in a couple of situations. I mean, even against us, he did. So, yeah, I think Jordan staying healthy. Jordan putting on the right kind of weight. Jordan understanding how to take care of his body and how to get out of bounds and run and evade pressure and elude guys and tacklers. I, yeah, him staying healthy was massive toward our success last year. And it's got to... It's got to pay off again this year, and it's got to be the same thing, right? Like, you can't lose him. That said, I want to say this. I want to make a bold prediction. I think if Tate Rotomaker started all 12 games, we go 8-4 and four next year, which is really freaking good. Like, I, you probably lose to LSU. You probably lose to Clemson. You may lose on the road to Pitt, and then you may drop one more here or there, right? Like, maybe Florida figures it out or something by the end of the year. But I think this team wins 8-9 games with Tate Rotomaker. And I think that says a lot about where this roster's come and where this program's come. I think you win 10 or 11 or 12 with Jordan. So I think Jordan's like two to three wins better. And I don't think that's shocking. I think this team is really good. I think this roster's really good. So, yeah, I, 
I think Jordan staying healthy. I like your take, though, saving the scrambling until the big games. There were games he could have run in that he just didn't. He didn't use his legs as much this year as he did the year before. Uh, I'd expect that that goes down again. All right? I, I think you've got enough talent around you to where you don't, you're not going to need to do that. But you saw in the big games what he was able to do. I mean, Clemson, Miami, Florida, it's pretty nasty stuff. Do you think we can get the 24 class to number one? Probably not. I don't mean to be negative on that, but like just predicting a number one class is just extremely tough. Uh, Georgia is doing ridiculous things, not only on the field, but on the trail. And I think they probably land the number one class. If they don't, it'll likely be Alabama. But Georgia's putting together a ridiculous class right now. Alabama, what did Alabama sign last year? Something like, was it... How many five stars did Alabama pull in? Let's look real quick. Alabama pulled in nine five stars. Like we're talking that Florida State can maybe compete for two or three. I don't. They're not pulling. I mean, they're not pulling in nine five stars. I mean, I'd love if if they did. They're just not. You know, like they 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 need to. They need to continue to stack good season upon good season upon good season. And then I think you could have some of those conversations in like 25, 26. But yeah, number one would be tough this year. Let's keep it moving. Um, letting Jimbo walk is a blessing in disguise. I believe that's the truth. Um, do, 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 do. I don't think he'll lead. Just, yeah, based on what he's, what he's built. Um, yeah, I think that's a good question, um, Jasper. Again, Jasper super chatted, so he gets all of his questions answered today. But I don't lose Atkins either. I think that would suck. So I think if you did lose Atkins, you'd probably promote Tokars to OC, uh, would be my guess there. And I don't know where you'd go for an offensive line coach. I don't know what Norvell's strategy would be there. I do know this. I think being able to hire from a position of strength like he was able to do with Sertain, like Norvell couldn't hire last year I, because of where the program was. We won eight games in two years. So I think that O-line would be a – I have no idea who they'd go after. And hopefully that's not a situation we have to deal with for two more years. I'm hoping Atkins doesn't leave after this year. Um, if, if they – my worry is if we go to the playoff, if we go to the national championship, if we win it, somebody's poaching Atkins. Like somebody's pulling Atkins for a head coach, and I, I don't even blame him. Just the same way Pruitt got poached. and I, I think that would – you know. I'd take the trade off though. I love Atkins, but yeah, we, we need to win more natties around here. So – that's a good – who would be my dream choice within the realm of possibilities? Um, I don't know. Would would you think – I mean, Mario's always been a good offense. Do you think we can get Mario as an, as our O-line coach? Do you think he'll be done – do you think he'll be fired from Miami by then? Mario Cristobal might be a good offensive line coach in two years. That's probably who I would say. I'd say Mario Cristobal, fired from Miami, Florida State hires him as O-line coach. <laughs> Maybe that's not possible. Really think our only problem is interior D-line depth. I agree with that. Whoa, that's a big one. Look at Jasper. Um, Harlan, you get that one? Whew, Jasper, I'm sorry I didn't see that. Fire up the war chance and plant the spear. Nose win, nose win. Jasper, if you're, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's just a button. I don't know what it looks like on the mobile phone. Harlan, maybe you can... Uh, Pull that up. We got. I got to go here in just a minute, guys. But I'll look at that. Uh, Jasper, I don't know if you're on your phone or if you're on um, computer or not. But if you swipe down on the live chat, 
there's just a um, yeah, I think you have to go to the page. So you may have to check it out um, later. But if you go to the page, yeah, go to the Double Fries page on your phone and scroll over to Community. That's where you can find it. You can sign up there. So just check it out. No pressure, though. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, we are going to do a tailgate at, uh, for the spring for the uh, game in Orlando. We're doing a tailgate for the spring game, too. So would love if you guys could come out for that. Um, details will be posted on that soon. We'll be back on Sunday and we'll do a live show, but we'll talk about it. But yeah, definitely hit up Garnet and Gold. We might have them out and hanging out with us there in Orlando. Uh, we did a phenomenal tailgate for the game against Oklahoma. We're going to do another big one for that one to start the year against LSU. Uh, let me look through the rest of these Walter Jones question mark. Uh, Walter Jones for offense line. That would not be terrible. I like that. I like it. Um, 45 minutes from Camping War Stadium. Yeah, y'all got to come hang out. We're going to do a massive tailgate for the game against LSU. Uh, oh, we were going to talk about Gaddis a little bit. We'll talk about that on Sunday. We'll go live on Sunday. I'm not sure what time. I'm in Tallahassee the next couple of days. So, But we will be back and be live on Sunday. Um, Jasper, if you shoot me a message just on any kind of social media or whatever or an email at tj at doublefriesnoslaw.com, I'll, I'll help you get everything uh, i'll help you get signed up and stuff but appreciate you guys for hanging out make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already a lot of fun stuff coming for fsu i'm telling you these next few weeks are going to be a ton of fun stay tuned stay locked in we dropped the the commitment video for tj abrams within seconds of him committing we were told about it we knew it would happen we let the kid have his moment, but we brought you that info immediately. Make sure you're subscribed so you get that information right when it comes out. We've been spot on on the recruiting lately. Um, you guys don't want to miss out on what's coming. Thank you guys for your support. Really do appreciate the kind comments, the good stuff in the chat, the super chats, of course, as always. We'll talk to you guys soon. Love y'all. Go Knowles.